Hey everyone, this is the Kev, and I would like to invite you to check out the non-award-winning podcast, The Stupid History Minute. It's the most bingeable podcast in the world with hundreds of episodes of the history of items and places that you didn't know that you needed, all in about a minute. So don't forget to check out the Stupid History Minute with me, the Kev, available anywhere you download podcasts. What's up, Hammerheads? I am not St. Joe. St. Joe is on vacation again. Is it me or does it seem like St. Joe is always on vacation? I mean, damn. Dude just went to Hawaii. Now, being the world traveler he is, he is out of the country. So he asked me to sit in for him this week. So, as always, my name's The Keb. You may have heard me on uh, a couple of podcasts, but tonight, it's all about Nailed It with St. Joe, who's on vacation. Again. You know, I haven't done a solo episode in a couple of years, so it's been, uh, been kind of looking forward to this. So when St. Joe told us, the, uh, the fine people over at Unfiltered Studios, that he was going on vacation again, he asked if someone would be so kind as to stand in for him. When I said that I would do it, St. Joe, all of a sudden, had some conditions, some rules, if you will, specifically two. First, he said you had to be clean, Keb. Now, clean to me means no cursing. So fine, I can I can do that. Done it before. There's a lot of places that I go that ask me not to drop the F-bomb. Nowhere that's fun. <laughs> but I can get through this without using colorful language. If I can't, then I'll just do the editing that no one thinks that I do and cut it out. Secondly... He said no Catholic jokes. So I want to thank everybody for listening this week. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts uh, like this over at Unfiltered Studios. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Just kidding. I suppose I can refrain from the low-hanging fruit that is the Catholics. Even though throughout history they have proved that they can't. But anyway, I'm excited to be here because it gives me a chance to talk about something that I don't often get to talk about. Um, I know that you tuned in today, you hammerheads, you, to listen to Nailed It, and that is what you are going to get. I have an 80s list, I have a blessing, and I have a hammer to drop. What are they is the question, really. So let's get started. You know, St. Joe's 50 now, uh, 5-0. 
His wife turned 50 year earlier this year, as did the soon-to-be world-famous wife. So it's been a fun 12 months. So I want to wish St. Joe a very happy half-century. But uh, just like everything, everything with me starts with a story. St. Joe, uh, the Beebs and I used to work together. Um, and we worked with a guy named Jeff. Now, Jeff was an unhappy little man who liked to wear a purple shirt and interrupt people when they were talking. So a little backstory on St. Joe. Uh, remember Jeff, but a little backstory on St. Joe. He was uh, born into a traditional Catholic conservative household up in Wisconsin. But don't hold that against him. Uh, he has made extraordinary strides to be very inclusive and open-minded to organizations like, uh, like the ACLU and the LGBTQ plus community because of people like Jeff. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, let me be clear. Jeff is not gay. He just drives a Honda Goldwing and wears purple shirts, so everybody thinks he is. <laughs> just kidding, Jeff. Oh, you know I love you, Jeff. All right, all right, on with the show. That gave me like five minutes to to rant, and then uh, you know people are out there. You know, get on with it. You know, so I'm, I'm going to get on with this. You know, I'm only going to use like two and a half hours of your time to to get on on with this, but. Uh, one thing that St. Joe and I share is a love for the 80s. I mean, St. Joe's a little over a little over two years older than me. So that puts us in high school at the same time and growing up in the same decades. Over the last few episodes, St. Joe's talked about 80s movies. He's talked about 80s TV shows. Um, he's talked about 80s fads. Um, I think we had him talk about uh, the fantasy movies, you know, just to name a few. So this week, kind of going along with the 80s trend, I would like to talk about some alternate things from the 80s, specifically things that we did in the 80s that would horrify, horrify the kids these days. You know, when I think of the 80s, I think I think of a lot of things, you know. I think um, about the cars that uh, my parents drove. Remember, my dad had this big Ford LTD, and the thing was like, it, it's like the size of the Titanic. Um, except I'm, I'm pretty sure that thing could float. Um, but um, did you ever think, children of the 80s out there, did you ever think the middle seat in the front was the best seat? Because not only if somebody stopped really quick, your head would get crushed into the dashboard. But, I mean, you got to control all five radio stations out there. That was the great part of it. You got to be the radio guy. You know, most cars nowadays have, like, consoles in the middle where you could put stuff. But back in the day with the bench seating, you could sit in the middle in the front, you know, and uh, with the pull-down ashtray right in front of you. You know, there's no cup holders. I think when I think back to what we did as kids, we were totally inaccessible. Absolutely, totally inaccessible from, from after school until dinner. You know, uh, you know, now I think people would just, 
would just call that being lost. You know, and isn't that a really good word for the children of today? Lost. You know, not knowing how to have fun. I think a lot of times back then, a lot of things were more, they, they say now that we're more inclusive and, and all this, but I think a lot of things than more were accepted, like smoking, you know, and not, not just because I like to, but I think as kids in most places, restaurants out there, some people's grandmother's house, you had an equal intake of 50% oxygen and 50% secondhand smoke, you know, and, and along those lines of the health factors, I think that everybody thought this, everybody thought that thinking that SPF four was responsibly using sunblock, you know, they didn't have the SPF 50 or whatever they have now. I don't wear sunblock very often because I don't put myself in position to have to wear sunblock very often because being of Swedish descent, I really have two colors and that is of albino and lobster. So, um, didn't really use sunblock. Um, the haze that that solar cane um, that people were engulfed in was a healthy way to heal second degree burns that you got from using the SPF four. I, I I think that's um, interesting. Did you ever, when you're a kid, did you ever get excited when someone had a pickup truck because that meant kids got to ride on the flatbed? I, I can remember that, you know, getting some back somebody's flatbed. Now I think it's a, it's a ticket, you know, getting somebody's flatbed or their pickup truck. And I don't know. I, I remember vividly doing this, sitting on my dad's lap and manning the steering wheel of that Ford LTD that I was speaking of earlier. I remember very vividly doing that. Um, did you ever... And I'm talking to the, the people of the 80s out there. You know, did you ever play on that rusted swing set where that one leg always like popped out of the ground and threatening to propel itself? And then, and then it, but it always come back. You know, it would threaten to like come out of the ground and you were going to die. But it always came back. I had one in my, in my backyard. This thing's probably cost like, like 50 bucks. But back then, that was a lot of money. Um, one thing in the 80s that no one wore was helmets. And if you did, you were what they called a... Well, I can't say on this podcast what I called them, but they were geeks, they were nerds. Um, the, the helmet was protecting your nerdy brain. Do you guys know what a latchkey kit is? Because I was one by about seven years old. You know, the first couple times I stayed home, I'd put a chair right right by the front door, and there's like a window, and I sat there staring out so I could see my mom pull up. But thinking back, the world could also see that I was alone with an open door. Brilliant, right? Back in the 80s when we were kids, we fearlessly scaled fences. We climbed trees, 
played in the woods, jumping streams without a parent in sight. We didn't want the parents around to save us. We used to ride our bikes through cemeteries. Um, funny story. Um, side note. Um, me and my dad, we'd always be riding that LTD when we passed the cemetery that I would ride my bike through all the time. It's called Oakland Cemetery here in Jacksonville. And now they have gates. You can't do that. But, I mean, this generation is scared anyway and they wouldn't do that anyway but uh every time we pass it my dad would go hey people are dying to get in there and uh and i, w- I would reply with they're also the last people to ever let you down what's funny is that he's a resident of the cemetery now so um i never did this one i wrote it down because many people tell me stories of them doing it i never did this one however i do know a bunch of people who had parents that my parents didn't smoke so parents who did smoke and they would send their kids to run into the store to buy an adult cigarettes um, that was pretty common i saw people do it i had friends that do it um and it, it just it just would not happen now they, they you send a seven-year-old to go buy cigarettes they write a note and the, the clerk would laugh if he could speak english at all anyhow um we had nerf when we was a when we were kids, but yeah, we had them, you know, but in my neck of the woods, cap guns and BB guns were way more likely to shoot your eye out than, than anything nerf. Um, we actually preferred the BB guns and cap guns in 1983, a Christmas story came out. Yeah. You'll shoot your eye out. Um, and that, that's, that's, that's our generation to put that in perspective in 1983, the Kev was uh, eight years old. Um, I, th- what I think is a joke is any, or are anybody or is anybody, I don't know. Somebody will correct my grammar, but is anybody or are anybody, does anybody, there we go. Does anybody from the eighties actually remember? remember a car seat for small children i mean um my mom drove around this like buick station wagon with the wood paneling and i like bounce out she go over like a speed bump and i'm I'm like everywhere on there i mean i bet my mom was like oops um he was here a minute ago i must have hit a bump it what I think is funny is seatbelts, too. Yeah, I barely sat in the seat at all, lying across the back um, of that Buick, you know, popping up and down from the floor was way fun. Um, yeah, messing around. I have a sister that's six years younger than me. You know, so we'd be messing around. You know, the, the ultimate, you know, mother, mother saying of, of, don't make me stop this car. Did you ever jump on a bed until they collapsed? I was actually under a bed one time when that happened. Yeah, it was a it was a blast. Uh, my sister never did this, but my sister was babysitting at eleven years old. You know, I mean, in in, in North Florida in the eighties, um, in early nineties, once you're basically able to dial nine one one, you were considered a candidate for babysitting jobs. Did you ever just openly trust people?
by eating unwrapped things that people handed to you in stores. Like my mom would go to the Barnett Bank here in Jacksonville and they had like the fat, you know, those fat like pretzels. They look like a cigar almost. They would give those out unwrapped, just like hanging out in a bowl. You know, just, yeah, take one. Give give your kids one. Furthermore, and I think they still do this, but furthermore, we would go to, in North Florida, they have a grocery store called Publix. It's in Atlanta. It's all over Florida. It's in the southeast. It's in South Carolina, North Carolina. But what would happen is that we would go into Publix and we would get uh, a free cookie. And it was it was just out there. The free cookie was was out there, and it uh, and, and it was awesome. But being eating unwrapped things that people handed you in stores was like a thing. It was a, it was pretty cool. Um, speaking of grocery stores, being left in the car uh, to wait uh, by my mom while she does a grocery store shopping because uh, we didn't feel like going in. That was a thing, and nobody would break the window to make sure that you were getting air or anything they just oh yeah my kids do that too and they just leave you alone they go in there you know um it 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 was just it was just a different time uh did you guys ever do this uh running around until sundown without a care in the world no phone in your pocket no shoes on your feet and you were just uh you're just burning the bottom of your feet it was a thing. And so those are my items on my list um, for the things that uh, would horrify the kids of today. Um, I think that those are a good list. If, if you like the list, uh, hit me up. It's at KebLives, K-E-B-L-I-V-E-S on Twitter. Um, you can check out um, ever, everything else at unfpod.com. But... Moving right along here, just so I don't take up the, you know, contractually obligated time space of three and a half hours. Um, I did want to follow uh, St. Joe's format, if you will. And I do have a blessing. And I apologize to Keb Nation out there. Um, I'm going to get a little serious but not really, but just, just a little serious here, um, for the blessing, just so I could do this some justice. So in, um, past couple of years, uh, past couple, a lot of years, uh, I, I, in my day job, I'm in sales and any person in sales will tell you that you have to get used to, if not immune to the word no. Now, those of us that are married already are well aware of that word. We hear it all the time. Also, though, if you grew up in the 70s and 80s, your parents used a lot towards you. I mean, a lot towards you. I mean, hell, I thought my name was no until I was like 10. But in sales, they say to get used to the word because every time that you hear it, it's a good thing. Because it means that you are that much closer to a yes. And we ultimately want to get to a yes. And, and we win. 
Well, as much as that might ring true in in our professional lives and those of us that are in sales, it rings very true in our personal lives as well. I'll tell you what I mean. In 1997, I was 22 years old. I was dating a girl who was, let's just say she was um, difficult, uh, borderline insane. Uh, We dated for, I guess it was about a year and if you really want to know how long a year can be with somebody that you don't, that you not only don't love, but you're not really sure if you like them or not, that's, that's how long a year can be. Now, you might be out there asking, you know, Keb, why would you be with somebody like that? Well, I have two answers for you. Number one, I was 22. Number two, use your imagination. You know exactly why. Anyway, once I realized there were other girls out there that could satisfy my intellect as well as my loins, I wised up and I found a woman that would eventually become my first wife and the mother of my two wonderful children. Fast forward to 2013. Is anybody out there familiar with the term crazy woman? Now, I've been quoted in the past by saying that all women are crazy. It's just whether or not they're crazy is at a manageable level. The woman I dated then, not manageable. I could have an eight-episode, hour-long podcast series on how crazy this woman was. She would pull all kinds of malarkey. And I found that what crazy people actually do is they try to deflect they're crazy onto you to the point that you might say to yourself, am I the crazy one here? Now, I can hear you out there in listener land. I, I, can, I can hear it. Again, you're saying, didn't you learn the first time, Kev? Why would you subject yourself to that again? Again, I have two reasons. Number one, I was newly divorced. And number two, use your imagination. You know exactly why. I would tell you, but I promise St. Joe I would keep it clean. So after a while, and along with basically everyone I knew, I got tired of her escapades and wised up, looked for something else. And that's when I met the soon-to-be world-famous wife. So my point is that both of the people that I dated right before I met the women that I would eventually marry were the no's. I had to get through the no's to get to the yeses. And I had to get through over a little over a decade with my first wife, who I affectionately call my starter wife, to be able to get to the great relationship that I now enjoy with my true wife. So that was a no to get to a yes. So my blessing to all of you out there in listener land today is we meet people for a reason. They are either a blessing or a lesson. And sometimes they're both. All right. Now comes the point part that you've all been waiting for. That you've all been waiting for. It is now time to drop the hammer. I know that some of you out there are like, great. This gives Kev an open forum to complain about people driving. I understand your frustration, but not today. Uh, Not today because I don't 
relish every opportunity I get to complain about the way that you people drive. And I would love to. I just can't do it justice in a clean environment. So we'll save that for another day, perhaps Wednesday. No, today we're going to talk about a little thing called entitlement. Now, what is entitlement, you may ask? Well, the dictionary defines it as the fact of having a right to do something. A while back, some smart or not so smart guys helped Thomas Jefferson write a little something where he spoke about spoke about three unalienable rights. Let's say that again. Three unalienable rights. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those are unalienable. Everybody gets them. I don't care if you are white, black, brown, green, or purple with pink polka dots. If you're alive, you get them. But everything else is not a given. So, if you are a woman or a man, or if you identify as a woman, or if you identify as a man, or if you identify as a sheep waiting to get violated by a wolf, you do not get to blow right by the person who is holding the door open for you and not say thank you or at least acknowledge them in any way. So, if we are at a Wawa and I see you get out of your sugar daddy bought Mercedes and you walk towards the door and I'm coming out of the store and I hold the door for you because that's what nice people do and you don't say thank you or acknowledge that I'm nice or at least smile, then you are a leading candidate for an act that we affectionately call Keb's Corporal Punishment. Now, what is Keb's Corporal Punishment, you may ask? Well, you're going to have to tune in to Refiltered this Wednesday to find out because I promised St. Joe I'd keep it clean. That is a hammer time for you hammerheads out there. People who are entitled or think they're entitled that look down the nose of society they got something coming to them. They got something coming to them. If you're a new listener, you've never listened to me before, you weren't a listener of the Unfiltered Podcast, you were, you're not a listener of Refiltered, you're not a listener of Stupid History Minute, and you don't know me, and you want to know what Kev's Corporal Punishment is, Refiltered on, uh, comes out on Wednesdays. And uh, after our guest uh, on Wednesday, two days from now, I will explain it for the 150th time yeah if you if you want it's at keb lives k-e-b-l-i-v-e-s on twitter that's it guys short and sweet yeah you can listen to this whole podcast on the way to work or on the way home from work or on the way to wawa or on the way to church or on the way to the synagogue or on the way to confession Probably a lot of people listen to this on the way to confession. Because afterwards, if you listen to it after confession, then you have to go back to confession. Yeah, I get it. Okay. So, hey, I want to thank everyone for listening to Nailed It with St. Joe with the cab this week. I 
have had a blast in this last 25, 30 minutes. Uh, be sure to check out all the uh, other great podcasts that Unfiltered Studios has to offer. Starting tomorrow with Pedals of Support. Wednesday is the Refiltered Podcast with Kevin Biebs. Uh, Thursday is Finding Your Way with Biebs. Uh, Friday is... Uh, yeah, what do we have on Friday? Uh, oh, we have the Stupid History Minute on Friday. Um, that actually comes out every day. Stupid History Minute uh, released every day. Uh, minute-long episodes of the History of Stupid Stuff. So be sure to listen to those great podcasts. We've got more coming at you. We've got some things in the works uh, and all that good stuff. But uh, be sure to listen um, tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Pedals of Support, again, Refiltered, Finding Your Way, and uh, the Stupid History Minute. Um, so, uh, again, thank you for putting up with my rambling. Uh, I had a really good time uh, doing this. It's been a long time since I've done a solo episode and uh, kudos to everybody who does a solo episode out there because it's not easy and to ramble on for X amount of time. But uh, to my defense, in my old solo episodes, I would usually have no rhyme or reason just to hit, hit record and just start talking. At least I had a little rhyme or reason tonight. So for all of us at Unfiltered Studios, for St. Joe, my name is The Keb. And remember, work hard, play hard, but whatever you do, make sure you nail it. is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information.